0: and welcome to the bad end podcast 2018 game of the year awards i am joshua
1: calixtel
2: i'm katie mccarthy a writer for usgamer.net
1: i am kyle clixtel i'm writing some stuff but it might appear one day
0: Mm. i uh otherwise write for kotaku.com mostly nowadays do you
1: still write for kotaku
0: Yes, I do. I just never share my pieces anymore because <laughs> it's like you're a ghost. <laughs> only Hearthstone people care about Hearthstone.
1: I've realized. I'm just like jokes on you. I have a Google alert for you. So anytime that you do anything, I just I see it.
2: <laughs> Whoa! Crazy.
1: Wow! Thank you, Kyle. Do you guys know about Google alerts? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's free It's freaky. It's I don't get nuts. why anyone wants that. Like, why do you?
1: I think it's good for some stuff. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna follow your brand, like if you're a. I don't know. Like if you're if somebody you're, who's like, like Max
0: making Landis a game, and if Max if you <laughs> want to know if someone says anything <laughs> negative about you on the internet an, you're an artist, then... you gotta know
2: so you can send that tweet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How else? I mean, there's some know? things that like I follow for work that are like, like I follow, follow um, volumetric video and it's the beat on that is like low enough that it's not overwhelming, but mm. it is when it, when I see stuff from it, it's like often the first time I see it anywhere. So it's like, it's, it's legit. crazy, man. It really is. It's like insane. I used to
0: work in PR, and like they obviously use that kind of thing for monitoring coverage and stuff like that. But this is not a PR podcast. This is a video game podcast. It's, it's the same coming thing. toward the end. Oh my god, buddy! Whoa.
1: True hottest take of
0: out. Hot. coming out.
1: Shouts right out now. the
0: video game awards, baby. Um, oh my god, which also just happened. But let's <clears> see. So. Yeah, this year, a lot of video games came out. We are going to do this the bad end way, which is, you know, in the second half of the episode, we'll talk about, like, what we think was the best game of the year, blah, blah, blah. But, like, let's be real, that's that's kind of boring, right, in my opinion. um, I, The bad end way, which we started last year, is that we create our own categories for the games of the year <laughs> based
1: on... Just with innovative categories like <laughs> best graphics. Yes, exactly. Best audio. Tightest gameplay. Best, best story. Best dollar to gameplay value. Story. Best story. <laughs> D2G
0: value is one. Maybe we should start with dollar to gameplay. D to G. D to G, baby. Cause D2G? D2G, baby. Because D2G, you had some great games this year. This was essentially <laughs> the year of D2G.
1: Well, it's because you had the premiere of Gas Games as a service. Mm. <laughs> so
2: I wouldn't say it was a premiere; I'd say last year was the premiere of Gas. Guys, just kidding.
1: We do way cooler categories than this. Uh. I think we should uh, we should just start these categories and get the listeners hyped up. Also, it's the holidays. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy is- holidays.
2: We're recording this early because we're all gonna be traveling and shit. You know, we probably won't have this. Is our last episode probably before the new year? So on that note happy new year also you know
0: what's you guys the best d2g
2: wait i i got one all right call of duty black ops 4 mm-hmm. so here's why you got like three games in one oh you got like the
1: triple it's like the jam pack right
2: it's it's like and that's how call of duty always is right it's usually it's like campaign multiplayer and zombies this year they're like you know what no one even plays the campaign it's like six hours long it's always boring we haven't had a good one since modern warfare 2 you know what we don't need one so instead, they got in that Battle Royale trend, and they have Blackout, which kicks ass. It's, like, really fun. They just, like, updated the map and added, like, a new area to it, so it's doing, like, the Fortnite thing of making it new and, like, cool every few weeks or whatever. And you know what? And multiplayer is great. It feels great to shoot guns. I don't care about zombies, mode, but there's two games in there that I play a lot and play, like, every night. So I feel like when we're talking D2- D2G... That's what it. That's what like, Call of Duty takes about. it hands down. It's three games in one.
0: What? Okay, but what about? Okay, well then I would, in that case, I'll probably argue that maybe Fortnite is better D two G, but I think D two G in the F two P era is maybe G two G. Gotta go uh, because uh. it's like you, you technically get sort of infinite value. It's not a great way of measuring. What about dollar to fun D two F? Ratio.
1: Oh, I got some D to F. DTF. I got yeah, DTF. That's a DTF better way to say ratio. it. DTF ratio. So I got some uh-huh. DTF ratio. The best, the best DTF ratio that I discovered this year is not a game, <laughs> but it is the Xbox Game Pass.
2: Ah, which that's is that's a good one.
1: Given me things to do this year, and I feel like I'm not paying for them, and it's great. I like got, I did got it off Sea of Thieves, which is great DTF factor. Mm-hmm. A lot of down to fight. Down to um, um, fight on a ship, down to f- down to float, mm-hmm. down to fly your flag. A lot of DTF and mm-hmm. sea of thieves. Mm. Uh but then also shortly thereafter, Forza Horizon Two also came out, which four. was also on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, Hor- Horizon Four. Four. A lot of the DTF big four, in that too. Four
2: seasons. That's how I remember it. I'm like, oh, there's four seasons in the game.
1: D T. Forza. Uh, down to floor the pedal to the floor down to forza to go really fast down to forza yeah a lot of dtf in that game i think there's also new game pass stuff that i like forgot because i've been playing other stuff but honestly like i pay for that and it's great and i just like some big game comes out for uh xbox slash windows that's like a microsoft thing and i don't have an xbox one i have no plans on buying one i've just like got the game already and it's like oh cool hmm. and they're like good games it's not like half-baked bullshit
2: yeah like ashen just came out and blows out this friday and i'm i don't have game pass but i'm considering it and it's been like on sale a bunch because of the holidays i might just pick it up just to try it out for a few months and see how i feel because i never really turn on my xbox one but i feel like if i could play like indie games and like third-party games for like pretty much a subscription fee like i'm down to do that I
1: also just do it all on PC. So that's like, that's what really gets me is that it's basically Mm. a way for me to engage with all the stuff that I kind of want to play on Xbox. And I only want to play it if it's quote unquote free and I don't have to buy an Xbox. And like Game Pass is like perfect for that. Like I would never buy an Xbox just to play Forza, but I would definitely pay like $15 a month to play that game. So I feel like I'm having this weird
0: problem right now where I can't think of like a single game that I played this year.
1: Uh, not one <laughs> you guys ever get that
2: no i mean i was so i was just going through <laughs> he's like, my i played huge... 100 games this year <laughs> i have played 500 games this year uh no i was going through my list of like games i've been like kind of keeping track of like loosely i'm pretty bad about keeping track of everything i play but you know i was going through like lists in wikipedia and just kind of like generally gauging like everything i've played this year and there's like games where I like vaguely remember, and I like look it up. And I'm like, oh, I like reviewed and beat this, <laughs> and I just don't remember it. Like, I don't remember playing in Kwame 2. But I straight which, up wait, reviewed that game. Sorry to
0: interrupt you. Let's move on to
1: Oh Yeah, That Came Out.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> this is a great I category. Have a bunch of these. Last
1: year, debuted well, a lot of big fan favorite at Bad End Cast.
0: Right. Katie, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go on with your Oh Yeah, That Came Out.
2: Did you remember that Metal Gear Survive came out this year? What is Metal Gear Survive even?
1: If that's the <laughs> one with the chicken hats, right?
2: Yeah, it's like the weird. It's like Konami like resurrecting the corpse like of the Metal non-Kojima. Gear for a yeah.
1: It's like the off-brand Metal Gear.
2: Yeah, it's like a survival game. It's basically oh, yeah. they took like the yeah, gameplay yeah, of Metal out. Gear Solid Five and we're like, let's just like capitalize on this yeah. more. Oh yeah, that but like out. it was yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah. Apparently, I never played it, so I don't really. But I forgot that came out this year until recently. And I was like, wow, that came out this year. Shocking. What are your guys's? Oh, that came out this year. I, I got to pull
1: up a list. Honestly, I'm going to type for a second. Um. <laughs> Do some <laughs> research. I feel like I'm just, I'm so not, I just don't fucking care about AAA stuff. And that's always the stuff that hits this category that I'm like, what? Oh, Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters came out. I feel
2: like I played that consistently, and I was hearing about it from the fighting game community, so that wasn't like a. I forgot about it because, like, the first. I'll say, like, the first three months of the year, I was playing a lot of Dragon Ball, and it definitely, like, fell off my rotation and everything because I had an Xbox and I never used my Xbox. But I feel like that game, like, had a huge fan base, and it's like. It was like the. Top game at Evo in terms of signups, which is like really oh. shocking for a new game, especially like an anime game. So, I wouldn't say that's like a game I forgot came out this year, even though it does feel like it's been out for like a long time. But it came out in like January, like Monster Hunter, which is another one that I feel like stayed pretty popular for a while. Right, you know, it's
1: another great category for this. Um, it's like sympathetic indie bullshit games that AAA developers put out, like Faye.
2: Oh, F- I forgot about that game. Yeah, yeah. You, I played game that too. It game came out. I oh, yeah. That. I don't know why. It's a game that will give like it, 15 minutes I,
1: to add E3 if someone walk around and it comes out and, and just nobody cares. Oh, yeah. That came out. Oh, yeah. Um, uh
2: Oh, yeah. A Way Out. That came out.
1: Oh, yeah. That did come out.
2: Yeah. I that, liked it.
1: I reviewed like that. That's
2: one of the ones that like I looked back. I was like, I forgot I played that. And I was like, I liked it. I don't think it's, it's not going to be on my list or anything, but I was like. That was a good experience. I thought it was cool, but I don't think it was, like, as groundbreaking as it, like, was kind of, like, propping itself up to be as being, like, this call adventure game. Because I don't want to really, like, twist that into a cool way in, like, the final chapter, which I was, like.
0: Mario Tennis Aces.
1: Oh. I reviewed no, that. That definitely came out. I know that yeah. came out.
2: I played that a f- few, a little bit. That yeah. shit is on
1: my Christmas list right now.
2: <laughs> it's pretty fun it's a fun like mario tennis game and there's like a bunch of new fighters now or not fighters tennis people
1: oh yeah far cry 5 came out this year
2: yeah it's another one that like i feel like that's a game that because it's like well it was the top selling game of the year until red dead and call of duty came out and i feel like it's a game that's like everyone owns it kind of like Wildlands, but like no one talks about it or writes about it so it just kind of like exists it's like a weird little thing but do people actually care
1: about Far Cry Five?
2: Yeah, I mean it's like it was like the top selling. It's the third top selling game of the year, like right behind Red Dead Redemption Two that's and Call of Duty Black insane. Ops Four.
1: That is so crazy. Yeah. What else we got here? There's a lot of like indie stuff that like is kind of sad that I forgot it came out. Like Chuchul came out. And oh yeah, the minstrel that.
2: game, the game that's like kind of racist, but you know no one cares to say that. Oh, because it's like
1: black. It's like a black fuzz.
2: No, it's like straight up like a minstrel. It's like minstrel art style. It's like really... I'm surprised no one was talking about it. And I was like, how is no one seeing this except for me? I felt like I was the only one seeing that. It was like a little... Maybe you're too woke. Maybe I'm too woke, which leads us into our next category. (laughs) Uh, What's the most woke game of the year?
0: (laughs) The bad end (laughs) award for wokeness in games. Folks. Most woke...
2: I mean, like, I was, I was gonna, the only thing I've, like, been thinking of lately, because I've been playing it still, is Red Dead Redemption 2, which (laughs) I finished, which is, like, I feel like it's, like, trying to be, like, Woke Old West, which I think is, like, an interesting (laughs) thing, you know? Yeah, they're, like, like kind of, like...
1: It's, like, like Wild Wild West, it's the four W's, Wild Wild West, Woke. Fundamentally at odds with one another, Yeah, exactly. Well, here's my question. I saw that debug shot of Red Dead, and Arthur doesn't have a penis, which... Strikes me as anti-woke. What? So I'm thinking, what about this game it's Conan sex Exiles? Negative? Conan Exiles also, by Funcom.
2: Arthur doesn't bone. Yeah. He's a pretty <laughs> sexless dude. he, does like, he like hangs bone. out with his ex- his ex-girlfriend or whatever a bit, and it's like they don't ever like hook up or anything. I didn't expect them to, but it was like, you know, it just seemed like a almost like sexist relationship. <laughs> he goes, like...
0: You go into the saloon, and then women are like just they're just coming up to you like hey stud you want to go up in my room and he's just like no sorry i'm i'm busy and then he just go fucking like <laughs> maybe he's like slam. maybe he's
2: just like doesn't want to bang like he's just like a he's chill just not having sex ever you know?
0: sure i'm you know what do your thing arthur weird flex but okay
2: <laughs> i respect you arthur what
1: about uh vampire vampire how look was that oh vampire was that's
2: one game old. i forgot it came out this year oh yeah that came out. i never I, I never played that so i don't know that's like the one i think that's like one of the few like quote unquote big games i actually did not play this year hmm well it came out i don't know yeah
1: uh I'm going to go ahead and say that this year was an okay year for games, but it's stuff It wasn't like a great year for games.
2: I feel like I had a, like maybe this is because I play a billion games a year, but I was having a surprising amount of trouble of like narrowing down my list to just 20. Like my list was like 30 and I was like, how do I nail this into like a 20 for like my website or whatever.
1: Katie, maybe your standards are just too low. Now you just play so many games. <laughs>
2: Maybe. Everything. I don't know.
1: Wow, Dust and Elysian Tale came out for the Switch this year. I mean, that, that game's, game's been out been for a for billion years. What? No, I know, but I mean, it came out for the Switch. So? A lot of games came out for the Switch.
2: Yeah, a lot of games came out for the Switch.
1: They made another This is the Police game. Did not know that. Why? Um, Great
0: question. <laughs> Where the Water Tastes Like Wine was pretty woke, right?
1: Oh, man.
2: Oh, that was a pretty woke game, and it was also very boring. What a lot of woke
1: woke game writers <laughs> not connected yeah, like, we necessarily. Can write, we can
0: write a game. <laughs> we're not saying those two things are correlated.
2: That's true. No, no, However, it was just like not a not a well paced game whatsoever. Uh, which is a bummer because it had some like good ideas in it, and it was like a cool in game. And then Celeste is pretty woke. woke. That's true. Celeste
0: is really woke. It was like they just had a platformer, and then we're like, what if? We made it, like, woke.
2: <laughs> That's the story of Celeste. Yeah. That's, like, the, the behind-the-scenes, uh, like, story of it, pretty much. Right. I don't zone. think it's, like, but honestly, like, when you consider it and, like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, woke games of, like, the past couple of years, like, the first one that comes to mind is the one about the Syrian refugees, was it? Bury Me, My Love?
1: Oh, the phone game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty yeah.
2: good. That's a pretty good game. Uh, really good, like news game, like journalistic, but also fictional, um, inspired by true events. Uh, but like when you think of like Celeste, it's just like more like about this girl overcoming her anxiety. It's not like, hell woke and like, has like a big message necessarily. I think it's just
1: like it's just the thing that someone pointed out in our secret Illuminati Slack where it's like there's this this strand of games writing that's just like inspired by twitter writing and it's like fucking millennial shit it's like celeste did this donut county did this i feel like night in the woods got close but it was still pretty well written
0: oh yeah it's like
1: this is like weird like nice kind of conversational style it doesn't actually sound like how people actually talk to each other but it's trying to be that i think if you have that sort of stuff i think firewatch has some of this too there's that moment in firewatch at the very start where like whatever that dude's name is actually like talks about like pc or something he's like oh i would say this but uh that's not uh how the kids say pc or something as in politically correct not personal computer (laughs) (laughs) uh darksiders 3 came out who knows there's a third one of those
2: yeah it came out a couple weeks ago
1: oh yeah I'm at the bottom of the list I heard
2: now. it wasn't that good
0: DS3 so. dirty
1: sprite
2: yeah which is a bummer because I heard the first two were good I've never played Dark Souls <laughs> Sliders game, so like, PUBG
1: know. came out on PS4
2: <laughs> yeah I've read right about time. <laughs> it you can read me writing about it <laughs> and the state of PUBG as a whole I've hopped into the new snow map over the weekend pretty good map I think it's cool I don't know <laughs> It sucks on PS4, but it sucks on Xbox too. So it's like, that's not that surprising that it was not Also, PUBG good sucks, period.
1: So maybe no, the platform doesn't I don't
2: matter. agree with that. But I do think it's like had some trouble this year. It's had a rough year. I'll you say that.
1: The... So like for uh, most of its should life.
2: Should we move on to our next category? Let's keep this yeah, moving and not as like loose as we're doing.
0: Best game no. we heard was really good, but never played oh the
2: missing i heard the missing was very good and i didn't play it this year what is the missing? And into the breach the missing is sweary and arc system works is a uh, platformer uh and it's supposed to be pretty good story-wise and also like how you solve puzzles is by mutilating yourself which i think is like pretty interesting so oh, you gotta, like never die one. but you can like break off your arm and you can like knock down a box if you need to like get up to a higher place and there's like these clever circumstances it puts in front of you that you have to solve by literally like hurting yourself, which is like pretty morbid and pretty dark. But apparently, the story like really ties into like in like self mutilation and stuff. Uh, but I've heard it's like pretty good, and it's like one of those games that came out like at the worst possible time where like every game was coming out like in October. So I didn't get a chance to play it, and that's when I hope to get to in like January
0: sorry guys i just came up with another oh that came out this year <laughs> wizard of legend uh, the mis- i played oh, like yeah
1: that game came i out. played that game for
0: a long time and
2: i, I don't even know what that is so. i totally forgot yeah, about were, like, wizard of legend game.
0: it was basically like overshadowed by do- dead cells as like the dungeon crawly
2: oh dead cells kicked ass
0: um
1: yeah that the best way for me to do this is like look at my wish list on steam um hitman 2 heard that was really good
2: really good it's of my top 10 for sure great game very fun pure fun <laughs> that's my review of it honestly you can never get into it's like that. there's not much to complain of really man i fucking love hitman there's like fun sandboxes you just fuck around in and i i just love like you know what? Just do whatever the fuck you want and wait. I just it. do everything. And that's my favorite wrong. like type of sandbox. I, it doesn't matter. That's the that's the beauty of it. It's like you will fuck up somehow and then you have to get yourself out of it. And that's like so fun to do. I love it.
0: I always just want to do the best though. Like I just wanna like pull to just off a the, successful like, markers. Thing.
2: There's like what I I think Hitman 2 does it better where you can like do like a path. You can like chart like a mission story where it's mm. like oh, this is, like, the critical path to success. But even then, never, like, holds your hand too much. It's like, oh, you gotta get in this disguise, and then you're like, okay, I've gotta figure out how to get into this disguise. But it's, like, pretty much just, like, leads you to a situation where you will be in a room with the target, and whether that ends in, like, you killing them or just, like, tailing them for a bit or whatever.
1: Okay. Um, I never fucking played God of War. And honestly, I don't give a fuck, but people seem to like that game.
0: It's, um... You know, it is its what it is.
2: It's God of War. uh, I I wouldn't call it like a bad game by any means. Like, I enjoyed it. It's probably like in the latter half of my top 20, personally. Like, I don't think it's going to be my top 10 because I haven't decided on that yet. uh But God of War is like all right. It's like way too long. I think that's like my biggest.
1: Yeah, like, I want to play God of War for like five hours. I don't want to play God of War for six hours. It's like 30.
2: No, it's like. That's still just like. It's so long. long. It's really long. It's, like... And, like, I don't... I think it really wears out its welcome, like, about halfway through. Like, it's, like, kind of, like... You got this cool axe thing, and that's, like, really fun. And then, like, the enemies just get really repetitive. It's just, like, oh, I'm just not gonna face any more enemies. Like, it's gotta be, like, these troll guys forever. Uh, And then they color code them, so it's, like, oh, you gotta do... You gotta balance it with ice and, like, fire and poison or whatever. Uh, So that's kind of, like, a bummer, because... I feel like the combat does feel really good, but they don't like the enemy design doesn't necessarily extend to using all your abilities in like a fun way, except for like the optional Valkyrie battles which are pretty tight, but that's like only in like the post game pretty much. So it's like, what's the point? Well.
1: Oh, um, Monster Hunter World, never played that.
2: i yeah, I heard that was pretty good. I played some uh, of it. but I don't like. I'm not a Monster Hunter person. Like, I don't like the loop of Monster Hunter. It just doesn't feel good to me. So I feel like I won't like that game because I don't like the Monster Hunter loop. Loop.
0: Hmm. Give me the loop. Yeah.
2: The loop. <clears throat> you gotta get have a good game loop to, like, pull me in, you know? Like, I gotta, like, feel like, one, I'm enjoying the moment-to-moment, and two, like, I want to feel like I'm getting cool shit. And, like, Monster Hunter is only about the cool shit. Like, I don't feel good, like hunting the monsters
1: dude this is like this is my thing i've been on this past week as i've been thinking about the state of games going into this you know much acclaimed much anticipated bad end goatee podcast (laughs) is like how much i just like don't care about games as art for more than like one or two games and i want to play a video game like i feel like the people who really care about games as art and being art like that whole movement it's like you can play like one of those games as art games and then you're just like man i want to like shoot something like i'm i'm so much here for like just having a good like a good loop something that like feels good it plays really well it might be interesting there might be some interesting story on top of it but like if i'm going to spend like 3 hours doing a thing i don't want to like move through cool looking fractals for 3 hours i want to like get a little reward do a fun thing like develop some sort of mastery over a system
2: i mean that's why i've gone to like black ops 4 is like i spent so many months playing these very story heavy games you know and then like black ops 4 was just like my easy like i just like how the guns feel type game like it was just like i wouldn't call call of duty art necessarily it's just like you shoot shit and you play with your friends and that's like the fun of it and it's like really nice to like fall into that groove of just like you know doing multiplayer matches around a blackout and then going to bed or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been like the thing I've been trying to find is like finding, I've been trying to figure out what I like in 2018 as like game stuff. And I think it's been, it's been a little hard because I think a lot of stuff caters to a certain audience that I'm not anymore. So I'm like, what can I, what, who am I as a gamer? Who am am I?
0: I? Oh man, Kyle, are you, are you becoming an, an existential becoming an here. Old
1: head? No, I still play the new shit. I played a lot of Parkitect over the weekend, but hmm. just trying to figure out what I what I want to get out of a game. Yeah, I feel you. Um all right. Next category. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> this one's real. Quickest game to go on sale right after release.
2: <laughs> I know this. Battlefield 5 came out in November and it went on sale for half off at $30 5 days after it came out. Oh
1: my god. Okay, so god. I was making dinner tonight. I was making five I was making days. a classic making a classic right before Bad End uh blue apron meal. I had some Moroccan style chicken with um crushed tomatoes. It was delicious. Um and I was thinking about this. I knew this category was going to come up. Um and part of me is like did they figure it out? Like, do they actually sell more copies in the long run if they put it on sale for sixty, and then actually, oh sorry, put it on on sale like on market at sixty and then drop it half price in a week? Is that like some some weird like psychological brain juju happens, and like your your dumb brain that didn't want to pay sixty dollars is now activated, and you're like, well, it's half off, I'm gonna buy it right now. So it brings in like fringe people to like buy it or like or where is it coming from
2: i've always wondered this too because i feel like we see it with like the big AAA games but then like nintendo never does it but their games just always sell like all the time presumably but they're always on like top 10 lists for like sell- sales on mpd so it's like their games sell no matter what they don't need to fucking drop price or anything yeah whereas like on black friday i was seeing like pretty much every big game except for Red Dead going on sale like even Black Ops was available for like 45 or something which is like not that base big- steep of a discount but it was still like oh that game just came out last month um and then like this week uh Hitman 2 is on sale for $30 on PSN which I saw and I was like damn it that game's good and it's already dropping in price which I think we kind of like in my head I instinctually think of it as like Oh, the game didn't sell well, so that's why they're dropping in price to push more copies. Which, there's probably some truth to that, but then I feel like... I know, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey did pretty well, and that dropped in price last month. uh, Around, like, Black Friday and stuff. So it's, like, not necessarily a marker for... Oh, this game did bad? I think it's just, like, the natural cycle of things if you're not, like, a... You know nintendo game basically well, also if you
1: but it also feels like it's like creating a false economy of value where it's like nothing is worth 60 dollars, everything is worth 30 dollars, which is like i don't think that's true and so i yeah. think it's in the short run it's like oh we like we get more money when this happens but in the long run it's like there's less tangible effects of like basically self-valuing your worth of your game in general is being less and I don't think that's really looked at. It's more just like, how can we optimize how much money we're making from this game? Well, I mean, if you think about it this way, th- it doubled its DTF value
0: in five days.
1: Ooh, good point.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Except I heard Battlefield Five is very slim compared to Battlefield 1 and the one before that. It's like... Well, there you go. Just like yeah it's like that's why i dropped the price because like people were disappointed that i had like no content at launch pretty much
0: okay um and i i kind of like what like smaller games do which on like steam and stuff where they launch with like a 15 percent discount so that they're like incentivized to get it the day it drops or whatever and then the price normalizes after like a week i think that's kind of like an interesting strategy that's kind of like a foil to what you're talking about kyle yeah um
1: I was kind of a thing that, um, it was kind of similar to like the, uh, I think planetary annihilation did this. I think prison architect did this where they had betas and alphas that were really high priced to basically get in people at the right moments where like, if you're going to pay $80 to play an early access indie game, you're going to like really care about that game. So it basically filtered out high value people. And then they basically lowered the price over time. And then they debuted with a smaller thing to kind of cast a wider net and then raised it back up to like its normal price. So that seems like it was a pretty good strategy. And yeah, I, I think I agree. Like kind of like a get in it while it's hot sort of thing. Um, also, I was talking about Parkitect for half a second. And I think a cool thing about that game is that it's a fucking $30 game. And it's like an indie. It's like three people. Um, I could easily see that game being $15. Uh, in today's current marketplace but they're charging 30 for it and i really respect them to be like no this is worth 30 dollars for sure and it's not because it was on 60 and then it went on sale it's like no this is a 30 dollars game so it's cool i feel like
2: we're seeing more indies do that like value their games higher which i think is good because it's like you're putting the work into it like how you feel your game should be like why shouldn't it be worth like 30 dollars? you know it's like there is so much blowback when The Witness was, like, 40, wasn't it? it was like yeah. 40, people got so mad. Which is stupid. Mad. It's, like, I don't know. He's, like, a well-known name in indie games, like, Jonathan Blow. Like, I don't like The Witness, but it's, like, you know what? Fucking charge whatever you want for it. Like, it's your game. Like, and people will buy it. People did buy it. And it's, like, I don't get why people whine so much about it. Like, The Missing's $30. Yeah. Which is, like, it's like, a pretty, it's, like, a six-hour platformer. And, you know, like, I've, I've been seeing a lot of, like, games, like, marked more at like 20 to 30 dollars which i think is like you know do your own thing you know if i want to play your game i will probably buy it no matter what so
1: yeah i think that's like a real thing it's like the people that get mad that the price is more expensive than they were expecting aren't necessarily the sort of people that would just buy it because they want to play it it's like the exactly. kind of buy to collect They're the people waiting for buy. steam
2: sales anyway yeah it's like, it's
1: like that's yeah. not really those people can get mad and they're all they will always get mad, but that's not necessarily the audience you want for your game. I mean, if you're like super broke and you need to move like hella copies, then I understand, but I think if you're in an okay financial situation, getting like a more kind of committed audience and just like selling, you know, thirty percent more copies to people that are gonna review bomb you if you don't release an update fast enough is like maybe not great in the long run. Right. So um Detroit
0: Become Human came out this year. Oh. Yeah, I that came that out. that
2: because like the game awards recently reminded me existed? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, why did this get nominated for best narrative? Uh I don't like that game sucks, but I feel like there was potential in it because I think the choice driven stuff's like pretty cool. Like how like they really like made it unique compared to like heavy rain and other choice driven games uh and i think the stupid plot line with the cop robot was actually fun and interesting uh whereas the other ones were like trying to do like you know the martin luther king thing and like <laughs> other embarrassing things i was like okay this is like not good so i feel like if it had cut out those two other character like other character storylines just been like a buddy cop with like this like cop, drunk cop that doesn't like androids, and it's just like if you didn't take it seriously, it was like a fun storyline, in my opinion. I like, I like had like a good time with that part of the game. I was like, oh, it's like kind of like I'm not taking this seriously at all. It's like really dumb, but it's like also like you know kind of fun. But that said, like that game's not good. I don't recommend like probably spending money on it. Honestly,
1: can we also talk about the game awards for a second? Yeah, let's do it. What the fuck, man? I don't get why or what or like, it's such bullshit. Like I have, yeah, I don't even know like what, I just, what is my biggest question? It's like this thing goes on every year and it's basically turned into like a press junket for new releases and it's like done in the spirit of celebrating the games that came out, but like the awards become ancillary to like other announcements And all the awards and the nominations are like totally seem completely uninformed by like the actual landscape of video games that year. And it's just like, what big things came out? It's like the opposite problem of the Oscars. where The Oscars like is lampooned for only awarding stuff that's like stuff that had like a limited release or whatever, like the whole idea of an Oscar bait film. Um, But the video games have like the reverse problem, which is that, it seems that, like, only just the biggest, most big game is awarded because it's big, and it's not, like, no sort of in-depth thought has gone into <laughs> awarding something outside of just the scale of how big it is.
2: I feel like the problem is that we don't have many in-between things. Like, Oscar, I feel like the, when you think of the Oscars, you think you have the Oscar-mate movies, which are the biopics, and then there's the the guy in the old makeup, and that's, like, usually what Like, you know, like the, like, yeah, the yeah. Gary Oldman, like, in makeup. Uh, and then you have, like, the super indie movies that don't ever get a wider release besides, like, the big cities. Then you have the foreign films that are, like, ignored entirely, which is stupid, except for maybe, like, one acting nomination for, like, the one standout role, which will be, like, probably Roma this year, which is amazing. Probably my favorite movie of the year. Uh, and then there's, like, the big, big, like, the Marvel movies and shit. And so it's, like, I feel like the problem with games is we don't have... We have, like, the Marvel equivalent with all the big releases. And then we have the indie games that get limited releases. And that's, like, there's, like, really no, like, in-between there. Like, not much. Like, maybe, like, mid-tier studios, like, Double Fine or, like, you know, other, like, studios to that caliber that, like, aren't beholden necessarily to a platform but, like, release, like, these sizable games that's probably like the mid tier but like those usually don't get as much press and stuff as like you know spider-man or <laughs> that's kind of the thing though
1: it's like there i think there is totally a middle tier in granularity like do you have um this guy lars i think his name is doucet or doucet or whatever he's this guy oh De- sp-
2: deloset Del- Del- the old assassin's S- creed guy right
1: no, no, this is just a guy. Oh, wait, no, that's...
2: I think it's Patrice Desolate. Dis- 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 oh, he, no, like, d- different person, different person, whatever.
1: But it's this guy that just does like a lot of like Steam store analysis and he does like a lot of surveys. And like a lot of people that sell a lot of shit on Steam are like mid tier to smaller indie studios. Like it's not, um, it's not always just these big studios that are just selling the most stuff. And I think that those, it's not like it seems like those people don't necessarily get considered in the same discourse just because they didn't get a lot of press. And I think that if you're doing an award show, it's not to like give an award to the most talked about game in the press. It's to like give an award to the game that was good. And maybe like, I think the IGF is actually really good at this. um, And like finding weird shit that comes out and like surfacing it and being like, Hey, like God of war doesn't need a fucking award for people to go play it. You know, and I think that um things like the game awards and other just general awards can like do a better job of, like highlighting stuff that's really interesting, but instead it's just like, oh, this is a big game that came out this year, so we're gonna we're gonna give it the award for story because it had a story. It's like I don't I don't know if God of War was really had the or whatever won the game. Or I mean it stuff. It's like the singularity
0: of what gamers love, right? Which is like
1: Like Florence won the fucking best mobile game. Like what it's it's Do like these industry people play Hold
2: down. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like I mean, hold, stuff like hold, hold down, down. There's like a lot of other stuff that God, came out this if you, year. If you, Josh, I know you're a balls purist, but
2: hold down has cuter art graphics. Okay. <laughs> hmm.
0: It does, but you know, who cares? Balls is better. I care. Balls better. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's like the singularity of what like gamers virus. like, which is like pr announcements press releases trailers and uh saying you know inflating your legitimacy by like saying shit is
1: like way artier than it actually is this is the thing though Is like i don't think this the award should be for like the gamers like it feels like a moment that can be outside of like gamer discourse but instead it feels just totally pandering to the gamer like gamestop audience that like goes in and is really stoked to see what's on the gamestop tv while they're pre-ordering spider-man instead of actually having any sort of commitment to like oh maybe we should highlight something that is not um the most obvious thing that a big game publication would say is good because it's big um I mean, it also feels like part of it is they have to do these sorts of things to actually entice people to come and watch it. Like, I think that the idea of, like, seeing someone from that worked on Red Dead be there is, like, part of the appeal. And if it was just, like, indies or middle-tier stuff, I don't think people would, like, have the same sort of vibe. But it also feels like a chicken-and-the-egg thing. It's just not like – it's not like anything solves it, It's like, specifically – it's just annoying, man. I was just like so fucking tweaked this year watching this piece of shit. I, I'm
0: I didn't watch it. I was I know it sounds like cynical. I it, I didn't do it because like I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna watch the game. I just didn't really feel like it. I don't know. Cause that shit's all gonna be on Twitter anyway. People are gonna be talking about it, so it's just ah oh, whatever. I'll just watch some of the some of the clips afterwards. Most of it is just like someone on stage reading off a teleprompter anyway. Right, like but I did uh the Sonic Fox thing was cool, I guess.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, That was was cool. His speech is pretty good.
0: Um anyway, let's let's move on. Best game you couldn't get into.
1: Mmm Best game you just could not. I keep trying with Fortnite. I really I really do put like a good a good effort towards it, and I just I can't. I don't know if it's because I'm like not.
2: The 13. shooting doesn't feel good. It's that easy. It's that simple. It's I mean, that simple.
1: The shooting doesn't feel good in PUBG either. Um
2: I would argue it like feels miles ahead. Shooting of feels better in Fortnite. Fortnite. I don't know what the fuck Fortnite. Fortnite's, Fortnite's got think. like an
1: arcade thing going on, which is like fine, but uh, hate I think it. I don't. I just the 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 promise of a battle royale game is so it's so interesting and like i i really appreciate fortnite trying to do some interesting stuff with the idea um cuz it's it's really cool like i haven't really seen people talk about this but like you had there was like mmos were a huge thing like f- probably 10 years ago now probably not 5 about 10 years ago when everybody wanted to make a wow clone and like the, and then it basically it seemed like either you make a massively multiplayer online game or you have a, like a single player game with maybe like online multiplayer, like maybe like battlefield was the first game to do like 64, 32 by 32 versus 32 kind of play. And then, but most other games were like 32 players or 16 or so somewhere eight. And it was like, that was like the difference and this like kind of new emerging mid tier of like, Oh, we can put a hundred people Having like individual agency that's not in like a deathmatch scenario and a world together for like 45 minutes is like a really compelling idea. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do in that. And I play PUBG and I think it sucks. And then I play Fortnite and like there's cool ideas, but like I think I'm just not, I'm like not playing it with like the right mentality of like just being like, go into it to like hang out with friends or whatever so you should play blackout blackout does look interesting i'm also kind of interested to try the csgo thing yeah
2: that's like i want to try that out too uh but i really like blackout it's like basically just call of duty but they put it into a PUBG ish setting but they're like changing the map up like they do with fortnite yeah and but you also have all like the specialist perks so like in the wild you'll find like An RC car or like a big old shield thing, and there's like all these interesting little like things that you don't see in like PUBG or maybe you, but you'd probably be more likely to see in like something like Fortnite because they play with their like I guess mechanics and stuff a little more. Yeah, so it's like kind of like this interesting because it feels closer to a PUBG, like but the shooting's better because it's Call of Duty, but they have like these really interesting things that spice it up, and there's like helicopters. And, like, all these other, like, vehicles, too. And it's just, like... It's pretty cool. It's, like, I didn't expect to be into it as much as I am.
0: Yeah. Was Absolver this year?
2: No, it was oh, last year.
1: Okay. I was, like, Ended Flash. Because so I,
2: I thought think. that was Ashen for the longest time. And I was very curious. <laughs> looks like everyone look was, like, same, excited man. about Ashen. So I was like, I've reviewed this. And then I realized it was a totally different game I was thinking of. So.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Um... Wait, I—I I mean, I did. You guys have one?
0: I just said Fortnite. I think Fortnite too. It's like clearly people love that shit. I can't, can't do it.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm Fortnite. I don't, i can't think of anything. Like, I guess Monster Hunter, because like I respect Monster Hunter, but like it's not my jam. But you haven't you tried know? it
1: though. I think it's gonna be something that you like puts tried to put some. Time I've played
2: in. like a 3DS Monster Hunter though. I don't know if world changes like a lot. I don't know. Not my thing.
1: Hmm
0: next category uh, biggest surprise
2: I didn't know I would like a Call of Duty game this year <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about so much this episode but yeah that's Never like my have my big I surprise. Ever. it was like a code I redeemed almost like I guess I'll play this and then it turned into oh I really like this this is fun it's a good like, I honestly don't remember the last Call of Duty I played. I played the... When that was, like, Titanfall a few years ago. Uh, And then last year's was, like, the Band of Brothers thing. Like, honestly, like, I just, like, don't... I don't play Call of Duty every year, so it's, like, maybe that helped in me avoid clicking with this one, but I like the, the specialist thing because it makes it kind of like a hero shooter, like Overwatch. Yeah. And it's just, like fun i don't know it's just like a fun mindless game and blackout mode's great so it's like it has like everything i could ask for pretty much
1: i feel like my biggest surprise is um being kind of into artifact i'm trying you're I'm the like, only one this is me and like five other people but uh <laughs> i think just trying to get Small into community, it but... um it's like weird and it doesn't feel as like deck ability yet as i feel like other games do um i think it's because there's not a lot of cards (laughs) which is like nice um yeah i don't know i think i'm i'll see if i stick with it uh yeah i don't know
0: that's like kind of a good game i couldn't can't really get into i'm trying like part of me wants to play it again but i'm like i want more cards but i have to buy them
1: you know yeah. Mm. Oh wait. If you guys are done with this category, I've another I have another category I thought of on the spot. Okay. All right. We're already it's called... at forty
2: eight minutes, so we still gotta do a game of the we year. We got so
1: many, we got so many categories. All right. It's called the hit it and quit it category. <laughs> it's a game that you just picked up and you played for like twenty minutes or like an hour. Played maybe like one sesh and you're like, All right. And then you didn't want to go back to it. Not a big buzzy game. I
2: have one all right, go. Fallout 76. <laughs> oh, I God. played that for 5 hours like in one sitting and because I had to write about for work and I was like I never want to play this game ever again. Like immediately after quitting, I just, just deleted like, it done. off my hard drive. <laughs> like I was just like I don't want to think about this the game ever again. I was listening to I was listening to the part of last week's episode cuz I was listening to it a little bit to make sure like we all sound good or whatever. And I was, like, t- going through all the games I had played that month, and I totally did not mention Fallout 76, but even though I totally did it, because <laughs> it had left my memory that fast. Like, I just... I That game sucks. Like, that game is, like, maybe the worst game of the year. It's so bad. Like, on every level, for Fallout fans, it's bad. For, like, survival game fans, it's bad. There's, like, no redeeming quality about it, except for the fact that the open world's like, has some good design in it, but... It just sucks and it's boring it's like a soul-sucking game
1: that's brutal katie
2: don't play fallout 76 oh
1: maybe it'll get better
2: maybe in like three years but like i don't <laughs> think it will like I, I mean you like look at like no man's sky and you look at like ghost recon wildlands and rainbow six siege and like all these games that like have become way better with some distance and fall Fantasy 14 uh And like I can see that maybe happening with Fault seventy six, but I also feel like the infrastructure, like the core of it, like unless they like fully scrap it and redo it, like they like Final Fantasy fourteen did, I don't think there's any saving this game because it just feels bad to play. Like no one goes to Bethesda RPGs for the combat, and that's all this game is. And there's no NPCs, so there's no storytelling except for audio logs and letters you find around the world, and just like it, just like it just sucks it's boring, and you never run to other players because, like, the player map is so small. I think it's, like, 20 something players per server, and the map is so fucking big, so you're just never seeing people beyond the opening area unless you're, like, directly seeking people out. Huh. I just don't get it, man. It's, like, that's like a super baffling game. I'm like, who's this game for? Like, I think that's, like, the, que- like, the big question. Is like, I don't know who this game is for because it's, like, too light to be for, like, Hardcore survival game fans that could just go to like Rust or Scum or something else, like something that's like has more going for it. And it doesn't have like what people go to like Fallout games for. So it's just like a I don't know why that game exists. It's just like not a good game. Hmm.
1: Josh, what category
2: you? are we on right now?
0: Hidden quit. Oh hidden quit, hidden quit, that's right. Um I didn't really have many where I, like, just played for a couple minutes and then stopped. I had some where I played for, like, a, a little while, but then just kind of gave up on it, you know? Like, Cultist Simulator.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was, like, rough. very
0: into Cultist Simulator. I was like, this owns. But then, like, I just couldn't... Maybe I'm dumb, but I couldn't, like, progress any of my, like, cult shit any further past a certain point. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to see the end of this game. I keep investing like three hours at a time in this game, but I can't get any further because I'm like doing something wrong. So I was just like, I guess that's, I just didn't have any desire to like play it again. You know, even though I had played like 10 hours of it, I don't feel like I like got to a point that was like significant in playing that game, even though I really liked that game, you know, feel what I'm saying? Yeah i feel that i feels that um i want to talk about like a game that actually surprised you something that like oh like it's it wasn't on your radar and then it you played it and then you just got sucked into it or people weren't hyping it up and then you played it and it was like way better than you thought it was would be because like for me this year that was subnautica I was not. I had no clue.
1: Oh, you were the biggest hype man. Subnautica. Even
0: thinking about it now, it's like such a good game, dude. I, I think it's great. I think it's one of the scariest games. I think it's one of like the scariest pieces of media I have interfaced with, like in my fucking (laughs) life. Like, I haven't been this scared by something since I was a kid, and it's not even like a horror game. It's just, I think. At its best, adventure and horror go hand in hand because engaging with the unknown is such a terrifying feeling and Subnautica evokes that to the maximum extent, like even just going into some underwater caves and getting lost and there's nothing, there's no monster in there or anything, That is was some of the scariest shit I've ever seen or had to deal with in my fucking life, dude. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. That game's amazing. Um let's see. Oh, hit it and quit it. Actually, sorry, I'm gonna like I'd be jumping around as I'm like looking around. Jumping minute. around. I could only play that for like
1: Oh yeah, minutes. dude. I just fucking I played that for an hour and I was like no. I
2: thought you were like to say a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think I played it for like two minutes. <laughs> and like that was it. Um let's see. Oh, house flipper. I am a sucker for Oh you were flipping house I'm a too. sucker for dumbass pointless games and
1: uh, house flipper was that for me this year yeah i always felt like watching house flipper stuff there was some like secret nefarious background they're shit about going. to do a
2: christmas update i'm excited
1: oh shit really house,
2: soon you can like model your house to be christmas decorated dude i exciting.
1: love seasonal games i gotta look at this up right now oh my god yeah this is amazing very exciting
2: That's I need beautiful. to, like, House is one of those games I need to play more of. It's, yeah. I need to, like, chill but it's, like, the problem for me is, like, I play so many games, like, my chill out games are usually my couch games, like, Black Ops and, like, Overwatch, like, games I play on my console only. And my PC's, like, I have to, like, go to my PC and sit down at almost uncomfortable chair for it, and I'm, like, it's not my ideal, like, chill out game, like, area, you know?
0: chill out
1: game i feel like house flipping houses might be the thing yeah
0: just sitting there and just clicking the button as you're just your paint roller goes up and down the wall you just have to watch it you're just like huh that's, that's this is a game
1: amazing um i had a f- a lot of my hit it and quitteds are like uh it's like indie stuff that like is in early access where i play it and i'm like eh, i might play this again in three years um like uh deep rock galactic you guys No, i didn't that? play that yeah well i would wait a little bit oh mother
0: gunship um that game sucks <laughs> don't
1: believe the hype uh i played two point hospital for like three hours and i was I, like that's eh. another
2: one i wanted to play like that's the one on my list mm.
1: yeah it's all right i played and i was like i might not ever play this again
2: I like simulation games. So I feel like it seems up my alley. I don't know.
1: I recommend uh, Parkitect over two point, unless you really care about hospitals.
2: I just care about British humor.
1: Uh, I mean, two points definitely got it. Parkitect right. is basically humorless. Um, I actually tried some Nautica, but I tried it in VR and it was like a hot mess. And so I, oh, that sounds, yeah, that scary. sounds fucked.
2: But no, like, don't do work. that. It, like, didn't work.
1: <laughs>
0: oh try it it in non-vr my friend
1: yeah i might try to (laughs) do some of that it's a lot it's a lot um i feel shitty to say this too i feel like nothing like really surprised me this year that came out that i was like i didn't know was already coming out in some extent
0: hmm. I, i do you guys ever just like look at the top steam games and there's some like overwhelmingly positive game that you've never heard of that happens yeah, to me all the time yeah,
2: yeah. oh yeah i do it like every week yeah. and i'm like because that's like part of my routine is like looking at what's trending yeah. and so i was just, like
1: what's trending
2: never heard of this game like scum that was a big hit earlier this year i'm like never heard of it also the forest is huge on steam and like, was, like, not that game's
1: like like that game good. is so yeah people love that game Wait, did getting over
2: it come out this year no it was last year okay it was like i was about last to say year. yeah it was like December or some shit. That was like a sleeper hit. Like a, like or like a sneaky one, you know. It's like just kind of like creeping in like, "Hey, here I am to like fuck up your list." That's a good game. I never reached the top though, so can I really say I beat it? Yeah, can you yeah. really even
1: talk about it? Um what about uh <laughs> I want to take a look about a category that I just slipped in here, which is hottest mess. The Fallout, game you just played, it's, right? it's it's similar to yeah, it's similar to Fallout 96.
2: Yeah, it. there's no other mess hotter than that.
1: I played um actually, I really like this game, and I'm sad it's a hot mess. But this game called Objects in Space, which is like super super low, not on people's radar. I don't I've think. never heard of that. Um, uh, well, it's hot. It like it's really cool. It's like you're in a spaceship and it's, it's the, it's kind of the presentation is weird. It's like, you're, you're in a ship, but um, instead of like WASDing around, you have basically preset looks inside the ship. So if you're inside of a ship and you press like A and D you're switching between different views and they're, they're 3D views, um, but you can't actually like move around the ship in like free motion but it also allows them to do is like add like really intense interactions to um, any given view. So for example, the whole premise of the game is that you're like basically controlling this ship that feels like a submarine and like, you've got like a control panel and you like, things will pop off. You have to like unscrew panels and like take the panel off and like take out a busted circuit and like dock at a space station and like go figure out how to replace your circuit and then get back on your ship and fix it. And then like you turn on your engines and stuff and like, it's got this very nice, like, Brendan chung tactical feel, um, or tactile feel, and it's like really, it's a really cool idea, and the game I think is really compelling, um, but it is just like, it's so buggy. Uh, I had like a few, I played it when it came out, and got like three or four just like game-destroying bugs, and I was like, man, I really want to like this game, but I think I need some more time, and the devs are like, I think they're kind of working on it a little bit, but... It sounds like a lot of the community that was there at the start kind of left because of this. So it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm definitely interested in playing more of that. But right now, hot mess winner for me. I don't associate myself
0: with hot messes.
1: I don't think you know, though, is the thing. You go in and then you're like, oh, wait. (laughs) Like, what did I just get myself (laughs) into?
0: (laughs) Oh, you know what? the sexy brutal oh that's a hot mess in my opinion <laughs> i don't know what, what kind of fucking acid these fuckers were on when they said this was a good game cuz this
1: shit did that come out this year oh it came oh, out last wait, year
0: maybe. you know what did i not play video no it came out this year
1: <laughs> you play any video it games this came year not in june the most recent news says it made someone's favorite game of 2017 list. Oh, so. it's
0: on PC now. Uh, so it came out on PC this year, I guess. So
1: I don't think so. I think that's still wrong because so I'm looking at. I bought it November 27. <laughs> <So. Well. laughs> You're still wrong,
2: Josh. Maybe it came on Switch. Ruiner or was, you know, Ruiner was console. kind
1: of a hot mess. Oh, that
2: came out last year, didn't it?
1: Isn't there a Ruiner 2 that just got announced? Did it? This is like the black and white game. Oh no, it's Betrayer. Hmm. Ruiner was like the cyberpunk. Ruiner was thing. like
2: cyberpunk like. Yeah. Want to be Hotline Miami but not. Yeah. Game. Uh, should we what what category is gamer we food. Do? We're best already best gamer at an food. hour. Okay, cuz like I feel like we're running long. I'm wondering if maybe we should save game of the year to like the new year or something because
1: I'm ready. We're running pretty long. No, I'm ready.
2: Okay. I'm just hungry. That's why I like trying to. (laughs) Well, good thing
1: we're talking about the best gamer food of the year. I'm going to go ahead and put my nominee in here, which is that I found out recently that the bodega catty corner to my apartment serves mozzarella sticks.
2: Ooh, that's so good.
1: So I'm definitely going to say that's probably one of the best gamer foods. The one by my apartment used to have that,
0: and they were the best. Mozzarella sticks.
1: Yeah, they're I like. I
2: always get flaming hot Cheetos with limon from Walgreens. You
1: can't game with that? What are you gonna do with your fingers?
2: I use chopsticks. What? You don't do this? <laughs> this is like a thing people do. You use chopsticks to on, eat like... What? <laughs> are you serious? It are like saves the hassle that? of like gross fingers.
1: What the fuck? Are you How serious? is
2: this? You, have you never seen this before?
1: No, because I live dude, in a society Dude, I saw like, of, like a picture of like, of, like Oscar people. Isaac,
2: the actor, doing it, and I was like, "Wow, it's genius!" And I've never looked back.
1: And maybe it was like, "Hey, this guy's weird," because
2: no, it's a genius move, dude. You just use the chopsticks, and then you can eat the cheetos. Sense. While They're
1: so small, and they probably slip out of your chopsticks. It's no like way.
2: To... You gotta get that grip on. It's just like you hold it, and sometimes I'll just do a scoop. Like, I just hold the chopsticks very close and I scoop it. Or I just, like, toss the bag in my mouth. Um, I think
1: just bagging it to the face is the way to do it. I don't know about this chopstick yeah. nonsense. I do
2: both. But the bag to the face is rough because it's, like, hot Cheetos. So it's, like, i inhale it. It's, like, ah! It sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, but, yeah, that's my go-to, like, chip in general. And I usually, like, if I'm about to, like, if I know I'm spending the night playing, like, Destiny or, like, Black Ops or whatever, I, I go to Walgreens and get hot Cheetos and a soda, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. And that's my go to gaming fuel, I guess you could say.
0: Hmm. I like steak. Steak is a good gamer fuel. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Steak? <What? laughs>
2: You're like the fucking like, rich Cooking gamer over steaks. here. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking a whole steak. I
0: stuff. have a grill in my backyard, Do you so like I just it? pop a, gr- a, s- a steak just on the grill, steak. pop some asparagus <laughs> on there pop them on a plate come over <laughs> chop that shit up watch some streams from my favorite streamers and then play some games i could play hearthstone easily while are making a
2: one are you an a1 sauce guy no
0: hell no no
2: what you don't you, like a1 sauce no, you grow
0: to a1 when you're 13 you, you
2: dude you A1's get rid of so a1 good. once
0: you start buying good steaks
2: <laughs> no i've never known what that is so i i'm just like a1 it. all the time baby
1: yeah, so I will say the secret for A1, though, that makes it still good when you're not 13 anymore is um putting it on cheese pizza. Low-key, uh pretty huh. good. You'd I'd be surprised. That. It's like the pineapple and cheese thing, but it's A1. That
2: sounds good.
1: Yeah. Ch- check it out. Oh, I have another one. Uh, Burritos. Big burrito eater.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, frozen burritos are good, too. You no, know? No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I do no, frozen
2: burritos. No, no. I also don't. Is this some
1: takeout delivery? I- Situation. I also
2: don't eat frozen burritos in my hands. I usually like douse them in tapatio, and I use like a knife and fork.
1: Jesus Christ, you have weird eating habits across <laughs> all food groups, apparently.
2: Uh, but those are good. Those are good because they're like easy to make. You know, like one minute in the microwave, basically. and know, douse it. I literally douse it in tapatio. Like it's just like, <sighs> like a shake it all. Oh, Katie,
1: I think your career as a game journalist has made you lose touch without humans interacting yeah. with food.
2: I mean, I don't leave my house. I've left my apartment today. No, wait, no, I got Starbucks earlier. So Mountain do, baby.
1: Starbucks.
2: Uh, But yeah, like, you know, I was sick all last week, which is why I sound like a little stuffy. Uh, Like, you know, it's just, I don't leave my house for days at a time. I have to think of something.
0: All right, let's take a break.
2: Let's take a break.
0: Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Right, folks this is the big conversation game of the year this is a re-recording because kyle's microphone was fucked up um <laughs> <laughs> we already
1: decided
2: it very and I exciting was like, very well, exciting i was like, I was
1: like well, my mic has been muted so even though you guys came to decision right you now hopefully that means this is going to be a little redo. clearer honestly it was
2: really shocking this but, is a goatee uh, recount PUBG is our game of the year it's really it was it was an intense conversation i was on the edge point, i like know? had a
1: knife in my hand
2: Yeah, it was... Everyone brought their weapon of choice to the Battle Royale, and you know what? I was the last man standing. I won, and I chose PUBG because um, (laughs) it's had a great year. They put the Suicide Squad characters in it. Um, And also, it released on PS4, where it's very buggy. But you know what? It's on the best console, so that's great.
1: Aiming at PUBG on PS4 sounds like a fucking mess. I can't imagine...
2: Oh, it looks like a PS2 era game. It's like really ridiculous. Uh, But I feel like they fixed stuff from the Xbox version. So you know what? Game of the year for me.
1: I'm going to go and say this before we get into the great deliberations that I've been like on this like weird thing where like people selling to PC gamers is like a thing now. Like I remember trying to find a graphics card in Best Buy like 10 years ago and like fuck me if I could do that. It was like really hard to find anything worthwhile. And like I also at that time though, it was like if you had a cheaper graphics card, you could still get pretty decent performance and like a good graphics card like really made it like sing. And like I don't know what happened, but it seems like now everyone just assumes people have like a ten seventy, a ten eighty or whatever. And like if you have like a lower end card, it just it just doesn't work. And I feel like PUBG just epitomizes this where it's like, Oh yeah, our minspec spec is the most expensive graphics card on the market because for no good reason, but it just is that. So do it. <laughs> yeah, they have like just RAM and graphics cards and shit like that. I don't I don't get yeah. Okay, so it's how how are we doing Anyways, go We're to each gonna sort
0: of go through some of maybe our picks that might not be uh Cons- consensus between all of us, best of the year, right? And then we'll talk about like the top ones that we think, and then just determine what our bad end game of the year is. Essentially, are we down for that?
1: Or
2: I thought we we're big-o-y. I thought we we're bringing in, and then we just like use our picks as the way we choose our game of the year.
1: That's what okay. I was that, that works too.
2: Okay. Who's gonna go first?
1: I'll go first. Go. I'm ready. I'm so ready.
2: All right. You're muted and now you're unmuted. And you're I'm unmuted.
1: I'm definitely recording this right now.
2: Awesome. Okay. You see that wave? You see it I see up a, a little wave. bit when you talk? Uh, there you go.
1: I think that my list that I put together that is more than three games focuses specifically around like really good moments that I had in um, like this year. Uh, so I'm looking at games kind of from that perspective. But some stuff is also on my list that's like not necessarily moment driven. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. Uh I think my, one of my favorite games this year was uh Paratopic, which was just like I think all around, I love the like 15, 20 minute cool vibey story games. Um 30 Flights of Loving is still like one of my favorite games of all time. And Paratopic is totally in that vein. It's like compelling, it doesn't overstay its welcome. There's like, it doesn't tell you everything. It's not trying to be like, impart some like deep meaning to you. It's very much as comfortable in its own skin, which I think is really cool to see in a game. Um, So that's one of my noms, my nom noms. Um, I think in terms of games that I like really like and will continue to play continually. uh, I really liked Cultist Simulator. Um, I didn't get super far, but the core idea is really interesting i love the way that game tells its story even if it's still in like a very like alexis kennedy sort of fashion um the like the kind of the combinatoric ways that stuff can uh, combine is really cool and then also just the by just having like a few small parts um you really start to build up a sense of your character in a way that like to me, it's like one of the best storytelling games this year. Um, maybe ever. It's uh, I love playing that game. Um, my last one will probably be I would I haven't played Oberdin yet, so I really can't speak to it. I feel like it'd be on my list, but the other thing that I will say in terms of big games this year, I did really like Dragon Quest uh eleven. 11? Eleven? Eleven. Oh, it's eleven. I which one it is. Eleven. <laughs> eleven. Thirteen. Um Again, didn't beat it, but like just, especially in comparison to other like big games like Red Dead, I think back and like just really enjoying playing Dragon Quest. Um, I think similarly, like it's using kind of a few parts to do a lot of different stuff and it feels good to play. The world is like exciting. Um, It's like a really good tempo like versus Red Dead. I feel like I've got to like drive a boat to get Arthur to move anywhere and that just like really takes me out of it, so. That's my list. Paratopic, Cultist Simulator, Dragon Quest.
2: You see, I feel that slow pace of Red Dead is part of the reason why it's one of my favorite games of the year. Nice transition. I but just it's not there.
1: slow because it's slow pace. It's slow because Arthur moves like a fucking yeah, semi-truck. Yeah, he's
2: like a slow-moving dude. And like, I don't know, there's something so deliberate about every Stupid little thing in Red Dead and I we talked about this to death. I feel like last episode, but it, it's just like this very like Everything in the game feels like it was like designed like when Arthur goes to get coffee he like takes the cup out of his little satchel and then he puts it back in or like if you're on a train you can like climb on the top of it and just sit on it and just like watch the world pass by if you want or you can rob the train it's like there's like options and i feel like there's just so much going on and there's just so much richness in like the side stories especially and in the main story too like i think there's like a clearly defined character arc not just for arthur but for john and dutch and for like everyone in that gang where it feels like everything kind of comes full circle and everything like I don't know. I was just, like, really attached to everyone in that game, which I did not expect. And, like, you know what? The controls are really obtuse, and they suck, and I feel like that is inexcusable. Like, I hate that you have to, like, hold X to run. <laughs> so dumb. And it's like, come on. Or, like, tap X to, like, gallop on your horse. I'm like, how have we not fixed this? And I would use the cinematic cinematic camera a lot because I'd set a waypoint, and then I could just, like, let put my controller down and just let it go. Because, like, I hated having to tap X everywhere because it hurt my hand. So that's, like, annoying. But, I don't know. Like, I last night I was going to play a game and then I had to download an update. And I, I beat Red Dead last week, the epilogue and everything. Uh, And I didn't think I was going to go back to it. Like, in my head, I was like, I'm done with the single player. Like, I'm never touching it again. I did most of the side quests. So I felt like I was good. And then last night I just got this weird itch to go back. So I went back in and I, like played for like four hours straight and it was like oh I didn't expect to like fall back into this loop again but it's like still a game world I want to hang out in and it's still something I want to like hunt animals like I wasn't into hunting at first but now I'm like trying to do all like the legendary hunts and stuff so I'm like I'm back in still which I didn't expect uh considering like how long the epilogue is. And that was kind of like a sour note because the epilogue is so long and it could have been like half the length and been much better. But other than that, I really, really love Red Dead. Uh And it's like, it sucks because there's so many of the, it's definitely like the stupid flawed masterpiece thing because I feel like there's so <laughs> much just like, so right. there's so much that's like, oh, it's like the best in anything I've ever played. But that's it's like, man, the controls fucking suck. They suck so bad. And it's just like, there's no way to custom map stuff, really, aside from, like, you could toggle extra run. And I'm like, why why can't I just, like, toggle this to, like, R3? Like, why not? But whatever. So
1: he's like, he's, like, walking really slowly or just fucking sprinting? There's yeah, no, and then like, if, you're, like,
2: if you're sprinting and then you walk. burst into, like, a saloon, everyone just stops and looks at you. And it's like you, like committed this major offense i'm like god damn i was just trying to go fast for a bit <laughs> uh but i don't know it's just like, there's so many mo- moving parts in that world and i'm constantly discovering new weird stuff and there's like all these small details i'm noticing in the epilogue that were not in the main game and it's like it's really cool it's like just like a cool game i don't know i just really love it uh my other games on my list are return of the Oberdin, which is a Ghost ship game, I guess. It's, like, basically a detective game. You're an insurance adjuster aboard this ghost ship. And your goal is to find out how all the corpses on the ship have died, who they are, and how who killed them, basically, or what killed them. Uh, and I found myself taking, like, actual notes. And it's just, like, this very detail-oriented game where it felt like I was actually solving these mysteries and solving these murders. Which I feel like in most games that like are like you're solving a mystery. It's like here's all these clues, and here's all these like choices you're making, and it feels very outlined. Or it's like use your detective vision and things glow and shit. And Return of the Oberden actually makes you feel like a detective, which I think is very cool and a very powerful thing. Like I felt like like my notes are crazy for it. Like there's all these arrows around this paper because I was getting really into it. And that's like the only game this year that felt like truly like innovative, which is a dumb word to say but yeah I don't know I just, and then my, I just said it but it did feel like it was like I haven't played anything really like this before it, besides like Tacoma as we mentioned on a past podcast it was like it did something that I've always kind of wanted in a game but it did it like exceedingly beyond my expectations and it's like really good uh, and then the art style is amazing it's like 3D but Macintosh one bit like filter over it so it just like looks very striking and interesting Uh, and you could change the color scheme too, which is cool. And I don't know. And then my third game I'd say is probably Hitman 2, which is, I don't really know what else to say about it other than, it's just like a stupid sandbox you can play in. It's very fun, very polished. And I don't know. I just had like a great time with Hitman 2. And I just think those games, like the, like season one, it's just making that game, adding more stuff with it to make it more fun, like, now you have a briefcase you can smuggle stuff around in, and the levels are all, like, really good, which I think the problem with Season 1 is there are only, like, two good levels, whereas this one, I feel like every level has, like, a lot of density, and a lot of, like, secrets, and a lot of weird stuff you can do in it. And I think, I don't know, it's, like, setting, setting up these, like, weird, ludicrous situations, and just kind of winging it and fucking up, and, like, figuring my way out of, like, really bad situations, and, you know, stuff like that.
1: Wait, hold on, is Hitman 2 related to the Hitman reboot at all?
2: Yeah, it's like the sequel to season <laughs> one. File. But-
1: all right, so it's a, so there's, so hold on. <laughs> so I knew, a, I knew there was a Hitman reboot. You're saying that Hitman 2 is just season two of the Basically, but they thing? just
2: released it all in one go. Yeah. Uh. okay. Oh my God.
0: So that's your picks, Katie.
2: Yeah, I guess. I I was also going to like throw in Celeste or Dead Cells, but like
0: Might as well throw them came out, you know to my
2: mind first. Yeah, so. Dead Cells does <laughs> not stick with me. It's like still a working it out. game.
0: You know, like I'm not going to remember that yeah. shit 2 years from now. Like sometimes I think back to Rogue Legacy Whoa. or whatever, and Dead Cells is like the same level as that to me you know, but like a couple years later, which actually gives it less clout in my book, almost. Anyway, um, I want to say Dragon Quest XI. Incredible game. I love the freaking leveling stuff. I really love the way that progress occurs in that game. I love this, the twists and turns they throw at you, not just plot-wise, but in the way that stuff kind of ties in With your character leveling and whatnot. Um, I also like really like the art art style in that game. I think the battle is like battle system is like really chill. uh, But allows for like exploration. um, And confronts you with some interesting challenges at times. I think the casinos are like weirdly good. And I kept coming back to them to try try to play the games more. Um, And there's like this really crazy ridiculous epilogue. That like is basically part two. Kind of in like the same way that, um, near Automata is, um, and then I loved Red Dead Redemption Two for reasons that I have discussed here, and then I would say that my third pick is Subnautica. Did I already say that? Subnautica. I talked about that before, right? Scary as fuck. I
1: Just, think it was when I was muted, but we were trying to figure out if it actually it came did out come this out year
0: this year. Yes, Subnautica came out this year.
1: It, mm- the
0: early access came out last year but i didn't play okay. it until it was launched cuz i don't play games usually when they're early access i usually wait until they like officially launch so i don't have to deal with bugs and stuff like that so i'm always gonna i'm never gonna be able to talk about <laughs> an early access game as like a game of the year if i don't like do that
1: like i will never stop yeah. going in part 2 um <laughs> but the
0: opposite um but that game owns man it's like The construction stuff is fun, um, but really that's just like an incentive for you to go out and explore uh, in addition to survival, uh, which like Minecraft did a great job of like giving you those incentives and then scaring the shit out of you when you actually had to go out into the world to explore things. Subnautica quadruples that because you're underwater and under the water is basically the scariest shit. I can think of in my (laughs) life. Like there's nothing really that scares me more than whatever the fuck is in the ocean. Um, And subnautica evokes that uh, in a way that terrifies me more than almost anything that I've experienced in my entire life. Um, The first time I encountered like the Leviathan beast creature underwater is uh, like a top top scary moment for me in any media whatsoever it wasn't like psychologically distressing where i thought about it for days but just the sheer sense of terror that i felt in the pit of my stomach has maybe never been matched um except by like existential dread (laughs) (laughs) and that's that so top three or maybe four i think it was three
2: so, judging from all our picks, I feel like the the ones are we have most in common are Dragon Quest Eleven and Red Dead Redemption Two. Is there anything else? Like, I feel like Oberdin should be up there, but I was the only one listed it. So, did Josh say yes. Red Dead? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, oh, Oberdin.
2: Right. Damn, kind. Oberdin.
0: Like when I first played it, I was very like, "Oh, this is for sure gonna be a top game for me." I just am not thinking of it like that right now. Even though I think it's a great game, I it definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Um, it's just not, like, my thing, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I acknowledge that it's a great game. It's just not one of the ones that comes to mind for me that's really, really stuck with me this year. Um, and I only listed three, which is, like, I played a lot more than three games this year, obviously. But I'm just, like, this is all based on emotion, snap judgment stuff. You know what I'm saying? um which i actually kind of like because i always feel like i end up with all these games on my end of the year list just because i feel like i have to have like a list of 10 you know um but the ones i feel strong- strongest about are subnautica um dragon quest 11 and red dead two.
2: so i guess we should put this up to a vote what do we think should be the bad end game of the year. I'm gonna go, like, I loved when I played Dragon Quest, but I feel like I haven't played enough of it because, to, like, throw in my hat for it, you know? Like, I haven't experienced what Josh is talking about, so I feel like I'm naturally going with Red Dead because I've actually finished it, and also I feel like I, like, I love The Witcher. Like, I talked about this last episode, like, The Witcher is like, my game of the generation or whatever, uh, and I feel like Red Dead improves upon like the open world template that The Witcher forged. Like I think I enjoy playing The Witcher way more because I think that game controls better. Inventory management got patched to be a lot better, and like some uh, some of the storytelling in the game, I maybe prefer a little bit. Uh, but I feel like Red Dead like makes that like everything you do in Red Dead has an impact. Like whether you're like helping free a dude in like a cellar at like some gunsmith who has like locked him up or whatever, or you're like helping someone on the side of the road, or you're made a specific choice in this mission, and like this one gang member is maybe me nicer to you because of that choice or something, and there's like everything feels like it has an impact. Or even just like, you know, like people like you rob a place and next time you go and they're like, Oh, it's you again, don't rob me again, they like they're like passive aggressive to you. I feel like there's just, like, so much that's, like, astounding to know that the game's, like, remembering everything I'm doing in this, like, huge, huge, huge open world and there's, like, so many surprises hidden away just in the middle of nowhere and it really encourages you to just, like, go off the beaten path and just, like, fucking find this house, like, what, like, Josh was saying about the, like, weird house with, like, the cauldron in it. It's, like, there's, like, so much weird stuff that's just not explained. There's, like, no audio log bullshit. There's no, like, this dude wrote this letter right before he died, really. I mean, there's probably, like, a couple of those. But, like, you know, it's not like, not, like, as heavy-handed as a lot of open-world games are for, like, the, like, environmental storytelling-type stuff. And I feel like in 2018, it's, like, the first... I feel like there's we're going to be seeing a lot of games that are, like, inspired by how Red Dead made an open-world, like, feel really lived in in the future.
0: Yeah, I... <laughs> I honestly, like, I guess I'm concerned about the, like, optics of making Red Dead Redemption 2 our Game of the Year. Like, <laughs> as far as, like, Bad End being, having clout is, like, the shit we talk about on this podcast, you know? But, for me, <laughs> like, it's the best Game of the Year, <laughs> So, I mean, that's me. Red Dead gets my vote. <laughs>
2: No, I, that's, like, another, like, thing, right? It's, like, the labor that wins this game is not good. Like, the labor practices, like, the, like, people are literally basically killing themselves over making this game, and that's not cool. Like, I, and I honestly feel like a lot of the smaller details, like, there's probably some dude who worked, like, hundreds of hours to animate horse balls or the horse shitting or, like the stuff that honestly doesn't matter, or Arthur putting his cup in his satchel, and it's, like, a lot of those tiny details are, like, for me, helped the game, or helped me, like, get really immersed, which sounds stupid, but, like, I don't know, it's probably not necessary. I don't think, like, I think a lot of the others, the stuff that's impressed me the most is, like, not the tiny details. It's, like, finding weird stuff out in the middle of the world, or, like, the writing in the store, the side missions, and, like, sitting down in a theater and watching a 20-minute show and, like, it's not horse balls or whatever, like, the weird, or, like, how the beard grows and if you chug hair tonics, your beard will grow even longer or whatever. It's, like, it's not, that's, that's not the stuff that, like, made me fall in love with Red Dead, I guess. Which is, like, I don't know, I feel like there's so much ridiculous detail in that game. It's, like, that's what the labor was spent. It's, like, for all... This other weird stuff that most people won't even see. Right.
0: And I'm, or a lot of this conversation boils down to like resource and project management as like just a oh, new yeah. criteria on which to judge games. Um, which I mean, I guess is valuable. Um, the yeah, labor the labor column. column, uh, like graphics, story, labor. Um, but I I mean I think that's something that like y- we can critique separately and I think like even despite that critique it's like this is still this is a very good game. I I, I think that maybe that's a cop out. I just uh I think we have to address it at like a higher level than Red Dead Redemption. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely clouded the the release of Red Dead, right? Like there is like Schreier's like huge report on like the late where he interviews like a hundred people or where the fuck, um, and then there's like other outlets also doing smaller reports. Uh,
0: Shrier is writing about how like people who are working hundred hour weeks, it's like that's a no, like that's inhumane, blah blah blah. Actually, he didn't he didn't actually take that firm stance against it. He just like kind of presented it as is. But how long do you think this dude spent getting that many interviews, like? like how much time do you think he spent working on this story i
2: mean that's like the thing that's the problem of all journalists right like i feel like i work insane hours every week and it's like it, yes it's exhausting it's like when i'm seeing all these reports i'm like that sounds kind of like my yes. work week. <laughs> a little bit it's like but well, i don't know it's like i also think everyone like
0: most game journalists who are I pissed also don't about have, this like, shit are working like ungodly hours i and getting paid much less probably
2: much less and also I feel like my thing is I'm kind of like a workaholic so it's like my natural drive so if I'm not doing something productive my brain's like starts like saying stupid stuff to me so it's like in my head it's more I don't feel like I have people forcing me to work long hours like my boss is like very much like always recommending us to like take vacation time and like I've never felt pressured to work long hours it's more like my it's like I think it's more a journalism thing. Like it's just like, I think it's just the drive of journalism, which is like stupid. It's a stupid excuse, but I feel like I don't. I don't think like the the higher ups at Kotaku are like whipping Shrier to like finish this report and like whatever. But, I think it's just. But like, that's geez, also like the argument the that they use drive.
0: for like Red Dead. Right? it's like everybody stays no, that's here like, that's the because problem. they is love that... working on this game and they want to make the best game of all time. Type shit. You know, like.
2: But that's the problem. Is like it's a different th- it's a different argument. I feel like I feel like for game development, it's like an office setting. Usually, it's like everyone's kind of on like a similar timeline. Everyone's working on like similar things. And it's like there's bosses and like in journalism, it's like very freeform. Like editors are like they set deadlines and stuff. But it, it's it's I don't know. It's just like not the same work environment. Like I feel like in a game development environment, it's like. You don't want to be seen as the person going home early. You don't want to be seen as, like, the slacker on your team or whatever. And that's what, like... That's why people stay so late. It's like, well, my supervisor's still here, so I gotta, like, stick around or whatever. Whereas I feel like with journalism, it's like... But I think it's
0: also, like, you you have to get clicks. You have to, like, do X amount of things. Like, think of how many journalists go... Like...
2: Yeah, that's true. But I don't feel... I don't feel, like... I, I don't feel, like, the boss pressure, I guess, if that makes sense. It's, like... I feel like a lot of game development of the stories I've heard about crunch for like both on and off the record and from reading stories. It's like, it's a lot of pressure of not wanting to be seen as like a slacker from by like your boss or whatever. And also just like the team mentality of like, Oh, we're all working late. Like, I don't know. I don't ever feel like as a journalist, I don't, I'm mostly flying solo on projects and like reviews. I guess it's at
0: the end of the day, it's just a kind of capitalism thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: Um.
2: Yeah. I don't know about Red Dead I think it's oh here comes Kyle
1: <laughs> and I'm with Josh that like the optics of us saying Red Dead is the best game of the year is weird Um. I think I mean, Red Dead is totally when we think about
2: Dragon Quest it's not much better with the composer being like I'm, not gonna say it's Dragon, I'm not gonna say
1: it's Dragon Quest I think that whoa I'm just like I think like I play Red Dead and some of it is good, but like some of the gamey parts of red dead suck. Like they're not good. The good parts of red dead are like when the writing is really good or like the cinematography and the music hits. And I like find myself being like, man, I kind of would just rather watch like Django Unchained or like the hateful eight, or like I just watched Buster Scruggs recently The about of Buster Scruggs. And it's like that stuff does what red Dead is trying to do in its best moments. And like, I feel like Red Dead gets in the way of itself of doing that sometimes um, because of, like, all the other, like, shit that's going on. Um, And so in terms of, like, I can see people adapting some of its, like, story conceit stuff for, like, future games. But, like, I don't think anyone's going to, like, lift the control scheme or, like, the horse riding mechanic or, like, the way you gather plants like it's like a lot of like the gamey parts of red dead i think are like feel like they're from like 2006 like they're not they're not intuitive they don't feel like like the inventory is a fucking mess like i don't under buying stuff in a store is like the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life um there's like all this like stuff that feels like the game parts of red dead weren't considered as much as like the story and the environment which the story and environment stuff is like totally great, but there's all this other stuff that you have to like kind of deal with and like be a part of because if you're playing a video game that I think is like not great. um, I'm actually willing to give this basically side unseen to the Obra Dinn instead or to Obra Dinn, because like having followed that game for a while and like watch people play it and just not pull the trigger for no obvious reason yet on my end, that thing seems like And actually a really interesting idea that's executed well. And like, there's a whole kind of aesthetics and gameplay thing going on there about like detective stories, like kind of like Victorian serials, like with like black and white pamphlets, et cetera, that like matches the aesthetic style. And like, everything seems like really come together really well in a way that like Red Dead is so big that like it has obviously massive potential for like massive highs, but also massive potential for massive lows. Whereas what I've seen of the Ob- return of the Obra Den is like it just maintains a really nice kind of good cadence for like the majority of the thing. <clears throat> I feel similarly about Cultus Simulator as well. Um, yeah. But just like some of the parts of Red Dead is like you still got to control Arthur. Like as good as the story is, like there's still that whole part there that like is universally agreed upon to be pretty terrible. Um, I
2: mean, I don't think it's, like, the pace of Arthur. It's, like, the how the buttons are laid out is more of my problem. Like, I like people have, like, gripes about the shooting, which I don't think shooting's ever been amazing in Rockstar games or anything. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think some of, like, the natural action in that game's really good. Like, when you get, like, ambushed on the road, it's, like, really chaotic. And you're like, oh, like, fuck, I guess I'll throw this dynamite. And it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of, like... The organic action is, like, fun, I feel like. I don't know. I just, like, don't think the gameplay shit is that button. bad.
0: I think it's overblown. I, like...
2: I I, I feel like it is bad, bad, but I, I also think it's overblown. I think people are like, it's the fucking worst controlling game ever. And it's just like, no, it just feels but old because Rockstar true. doesn't know how to look beyond itself.
1: But also, why not? It's like... Go back to the, the labor paragraph from the last part of this discussion. <laughs> it's like... You guys spent eight years on a game and like no one thought this was a bad idea. Like you couldn't learn your like this like the scale of like a button mapping in a video game is like such a so much of a smaller task than like making sure that like Arthur's gut properly hangs over his belly as he gets fatter. <laughs> like the difference between those is like a lot of effort, and one of them is very easy, and it's the button mapping stuff, and like it seems like there's like a I don't know what, I don't know how some of this stuff made it into the game. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's seriously confounding. Um, Like you think, especially you think about like, I didn't play God of War, but like the whole axe thing, like I haven't seen anything in Red Dead that feels as good as that axe looks and from God of War, like at all. Hey, they had like, some of like that stuff, like the axe
2: recall, like when you like call it back. Yeah, like,
1: like all that stuff. Like that doesn't have to be like a magical thing, but like I like how
0: we didn't talk about God of on, War like there's... at all on this podcast. <laughs> Zero. I played the shit <laughs> out of the game, but it did not do shit for me. I beat it. Um...
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's just like a game that, like, I guess that's like maybe like I think we had on our original list of like topics, like the best game that like did nothing for you or something I don't know dude listen you know it's like that game didn't do much for me at all
1: in the age of trump and nice core games and like gritty reboots I would have actually loved a god of war 4 that like played like god of war 1 2 and 3 with like chain blades and like all the fucking crazy combo stuff like I would have been there 100% for that game um but instead they did what they did so R.I.P. and you didn't
2: play it
0: no, I'm sorry no y'all, but there's a final that challenger <laughs> that approaches for me that I don't think either of you guys played, <laughs> which is Slay oh, okay. the Spire.
1: Oh, I was oh, yeah, I Slay I the Spire that. freaking like, slaps, dude. That game is the <laughs> shit. It's so good. I mean, also, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate just came out.
2: It's fine. I don't think so. that's like on my like it's not near like I've been playing it all weekend. I don't think it's like.
1: I mean, it's Smash Brothers. It's Smash. Right? It's
2: like you know. It's like I don't know. I'm also not a Smash head, so I'm like. I don't know. I think it's really stupid. You have to unlock all 66 characters, like or the other ones besides the first eight. It's like that's really stupid. Who thought that was a good idea? Like it would be fine if you did if you started out with more characters, but sit, all like, you built up all this hype to unlock for your game. Everybody. Yes. You start out with eight characters, and you have to unlock everybody. Wow, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible system. Um, it's like every ten minutes you unlock someone, basically. So it's like every ten minutes you play, you get like a new challenger approach. I mean, that's so it's cool. Like, but you naturally also... get them fast, but it's like it still sucks. Like I wish you start out with more characters because like it's so stupid. Uh anyway, I don't think Smash is like amazing or anything it's just like smash you know it's like if you you like smash there you go there's a new smash and i'm sure it's great if you like smash
1: yeah
0: slay the spire though the spire is like one of the best feeling games of the year to me and it's card based yes feeling
1: really that game looks like a mess it does look like a mess but it feels
0: good as shit
1: it's like very early access. Oh, like, it's so acid. tactile
0: though. Like, you drag like, the cards and you core. just feel slashing and oh it feels so good to play. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. The flow is so good. It's it's a brilliant game. I, I stand that game. Um, but I you know, would I argue for it as game of the year? No. I know. I realize you two are not too into card stuff, so I don't think so it I'm really trying. plays like a card game, honestly. It is a card game that doesn't really play like a card game. Um. Let's. I,
2: don't know. I maybe I'll switch my vote to Oberdin because, like, I don't know, like they, reflecting. I feel like Oberdin's my personal game of the year, but like I don't. I was like, as a site, as a or not a site An entity, a collective. Yeah, podcast. I'm down
1: to.
2: I'm just th- thinking think of like,
1: yeah. like the, like I think a lot about games and like. Just signal to noise ratio with games, and we talked about this with God of War, which again, did not play. However, it's like God of War looks really fun for like three hours, but I don't want to play that for thirty hours. And I think that Oberdin is like it. It like doesn't. The I mean, think topic is the same. It's like you play the game; it's really good for fifteen minutes, and it's done. It's not like I know you really liked photographing people. Did you kind of finish Overdine, like bro?
2: Long, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Oberden's like
1: no no I'm saying it's I finished like it. I'm saying but the whole point is that it's not like It's like over's long way longer than fifteen minutes like, dude <laughs> we heard you like riding a horse so we let you do it for eighty hours
2: I mean I feel like I enjoy playing Red Dead like my problem just goes down to like how the controls are map like that's really like the my only pervasive issue is like why do I have to hold X to like ride out this trolley or whatever it's called. Uh, but, yeah, like, I I don't know, like, I understand, it does have low, like, I feel like the main mission design isn't as exciting as the side missions, um, so it's, like, I I feel like there's, like, a lot of faults for Red Dead that I can't let it off the hook for, like, it's nowhere near a perfect score thing for me, it's more just, like, the highs outweighed the lows for me, personally. Um... So like, but I I feel like when we're thinking of like game of the year, has to be like almost like a flawless thing in a way. You know? Oberdin like, is
0: not
1: flawless. Or the, to the highs have Who to... like who like sustained the note the longest? Like that just could. Really... I mean,
2: yeah, like Oberdin also has its own faults. Where like I think in I think the ending is underwhelming, and I think it definitely that's another one kind of wears out its welcome. Like I feel like there's like definitely a point towards the end where I was feeling like the fatigue of solving all these murders where i was just guessing just not cut out
1: not cut out for the crime game
2: yeah like i was was definitely like at a point i was like i don't know what the fuck these people like they're all wearing this outfit so i'm gonna just start matching names and seeing what works and it worked out but like uh i did feel like that game had like the moments that like were shocking and like so cool to me it was like really wowed me more than like anything else this year like like with red dead i feel like they're kind of on par with like great moments like there's like a moment where i thought i figured everything out and then you go to di- you f- i was like trying to find the last body and i found it like off the side of like the ship on like the bottom floor i think and it's like a death where you're like looking through a window and it's just like such just a- this like crazy moment where i was like what the fuck is going on and it's just like totally like changed what i was expecting what i had thought happened on the ship and it like throws those moments at you and then it's like more interesting as like finding out all the stuff that went wrong. And I feel like there's like a lot of those moments that are just like really like amazing moments of you not only solving these crimes but like it like spitting in the face of what you thought you figured out. I Does that makes sense?
0: Would settle for Oberdin as game, of <laughs> year. but I personally Whoa. think my personal game of the year let it be known is Red Dead Redemption. It, it, like I did not find a single moment of that game to be tedious, like at all. Um, even like the lesser That's missions,
2: amazing. yeah. Uh,
0: maybe I am just less precious about my time on planet Earth.
2: <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I definitely, I feel like I'm with you, Josh. Like I feel like there's like, yeah. like I enjoyed every moment with that game so much that I like went back to it after beating it and thinking I was like basically done with it like i went back and was like i'm just gonna do some side quests and go like hunting and stuff and it was like a great time and i feel like i'm still gonna probably keep playing it which is a weird thing because i i'm done with the story and i'm mm-hmm. just gonna keep trying to 100 even though i know it's like a fool's errand pretty much
1: in terms of like bullshit game stuff that red dead re- does like the whole hunting system is so contrived
2: no like, it is not
1: besides the like the big like the big buck hunting stuff like where you like put on hunter vision and you like see trails of stuff. It's like that's it. Feels like something like Gears of War would do, where it's like follow the. The trail Witcher
2: does that.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, it's still bad. It doesn't mean it's good. It's like I don't you have this yeah. Nasty I mean, I guess for a game, and you can, game like, like hunt stuff and you have like destructible foliage and whatever, and like you come up with like putting on hunter vision and tracking, like. come okay, like, I that's, guess that's, that's fair. your like, idea. When- come on.
2: When you think about like but how much that hunt, game's like shit. built on realism to have that's kind of silly, but
1: yeah, know. it's silly. It's like it's. A, this, I'm getting back to this thing where it's like there's like obviously the, like they care about the environment and the story in Red Dead, and like the gameplay stuff is they're just like, let's just take some ideas from other places and put them. Here I don't think not.
2: that's like. I feel like the I didn't. I never found the gameplay to, like a lot of people are like whining about the shooting, but I found like a lot of like action to be like pretty good like there's like some fights at the end of the game where it's like there's just so much going on and it almost feels like kind of like a war scene you know it's like oh my god there's like so much going on around me and you have to make this choice and the split decision and i feel like the action gets like set piece action moments are really good especially towards the latter half of the game and like the last mission of the epilogue especially was like this really 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 powerful moment i think and i feel like it it's more than just like good stuff good cutscenes and good story and good like characterizations. I feel like it like puts storytelling or it puts like the, it contextualizes the action in a way that like makes it more compelling than it would be in like Grand Theft Auto 5 or any other Rockstar game or even Red Dead Redemption 1 like I feel like I can't really think of like good action sequences in the first Red Dead Redemption whereas I feel like in 2 Mexico. there's like a bunch I mean I also like...
0: it potentially has the best soundtrack of any game of the year the soundtrack um,
2: it does slap yeah, it does slap. D- Very true. Wait, how far are you, Kyle?
1: I haven't heard the song yet.
2: Okay, yeah. The, the fact the that there's D'Angelo a D'Angelo song, song is like so good.
1: <laughs> that like...
2: That's a moment.
1: They use it...
0: It's a couple moments.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that song's like the best song in the soundtrack for sure.
0: Yeah. Anyway, what's it gonna be, folks? Are we going over... it's hard. We and, go- it,
2: like, you're right, though. It's like Red Dead Redemption does have... As much as we both love it, I feel like it does have flaws that like you can't ignore. And then there is like the whole. I mean, every game. I mean, like as much as it doesn't bother us, it's like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, but Oberdin's like a tighter. Like I feel like the flaws in that are more just like pacing, and whereas like Red Dead, like fundamentally as a game, has some like problems. You know, as much as like it didn't bother us, like it's like that's a a huge issue. I I was think Red
1: Dead is like still a fine like specimen of a game i'm just like thinking about like the like like red dead red dead is gonna be around in our lives for the next three years because it's got the muscle of rockstar behind it but in terms of like what epitomizes like the where are games at in 2018 i like, feel
2: like red dead does answer that though it's like that's, i know it it's does. like the most like it <laughs> like like, like I feel the, the Obra most, like Oberdin is like the Obra, only it's like I feel definitely like Red like, Dead could
1: come out. Red Dead could have came out like 2 years ago and we'd be in the same position now. Like it's doesn't Oberdin feels especially like I mean Red Dead like feels new. like it's going to be
2: it's like changing the course of like how developers are going to be considering open world games. though. like how The Witcher 3 did. Like every game's trying to be The Witcher. Every game starts like The Witcher where it starts you off in like a mini open world and that opens up and it does the same mission structure to like lesser extent. The,
0: the thing about influence like that, though, is that like you can only match that influence. You can only rise up to that influence oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with never those resources. It. And
2: Red Dead feels, well, Red Dead feels, I feel like it's not trying to be another open world game. It's like building on what Rockstar's been so good at, which is designing open worlds, but like adding context and adding storytelling and adding like this like natural element that I think is missing like it's like it's like yeah it's like everything in that world is interact everything has like a consequence and it's more than just like a binary of your like honor meter where the fuck it's like you might run into this person you helped on the side of the road later on and they'll like thank you and give you something or like it's like all this like little details that i i don't know it's just like for a- such a big open world it's so rare to have a game that feels like your impact is really felt in every little fucking thing you do in it.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, it's tough. It's definitely <laughs>
2: hard though cuz it's also like, you know, I think the labor thing the potential. Is, like horrific. Uh, like
0: I I think the Overdin has like the most potential to be like a more influential game. And like will have a larger impact on like the way that people make games just by virtue of the fact that it's way more realistic to attain. Like just also the, the okay. way that it takes advantage of a lot more different, uh just different senses than we usually take for uh, in, in games like the way that it like it paints its, its world using this kind of like abstract art style and using these sound effects that are just very like visceral and just like, carve these scenes into your brains even as you're not seeing it um that stuff i think is very helpful for future game design and i think is definitely going to influence the way that people make games in the future like you can see people making games that rely more on like the sense of sound and like you know where the noises are coming from and where you see stuff and the way that it kind of like messes with the structure like chronological structure of your average video game i think is really interesting. And the way it like contextualizes it, all that stuff in the, the context of like this mystery that you're trying to solve is really great. Um so I could stand for Oberdin as Game of the Year, like as far as actually having an impact on the way that like people make games in the future and something that's gonna have a lot of influence. I don't think that Red Dead is really gonna change things. I think that like The Witcher, all the ways that it has influenced games have been fairly like superficial. Where like assassin's creed odyssey puts a fucking mission in where it's like oh i met a kid who you know you, you, like you just have like one or two missions that are like emotionally effective or whatever well written but i don't think it changes that much like god of war for instance you could say was influenced by something like the witcher like a prestige game with great writing but it didn't do it it didn't like do that you know It was mostly forgettable because Ubisoft did the Ubisoft thing and had to fucking make the whole game like "Uh, uh, multiplayer achievements and like never ending (laughs) gear crafting systems and roguelike areas and shit like that. And that just fucks that just destroys everything about it. Like you have to be making The Witcher 3 for it to be The Witcher 3. You have to be making Red Dead Redemption 2 for it to be Red Dead Redemption 2. You know what I'm saying? um that's my argument and i guess that's why i could be okay with saying overdin.
1: i mean i do Gio also want to game point game. out the possibly po- things something that I, we have not fully acknowledged as part of these uh go to deliberations which is that uh, we are talking about red dead redemption 2 as in the sequel to the first game red dead redemption which like I think it'd be different if this game came out kind of, like, side unseen without, like, a like a pretext about what it could be. But, like, it's also doing a lot of the same stuff that Red Dead Redemption 1 did. It's just doing I don't think more it is, it. though. It, it totally is. It's, like...
2: I mean, I it's feel like, like it's... I don't know. It's, like, a different vibe entirely for me. But it's a like, different vibe, like Red- but it's,
1: like, a lot of the same sort of, like, systems of, like, driving around a horse, having people that are, like running around that you can go do stuff there's like weird kind of spiritual shit going on there's like i feel like it's kind of downplaying Western it characters. though like
2: i feel like red dead redemption one feels like this like revenge epic you know whereas like context of red story. Dead redemption 2 is like the dissolution of like i don't know it's just like i like, feel like it's totally different themes and like vibes but, I, mean, I, and...
1: I agree the theme is different but i'm talking specifically from the perspective of like red dead redemption as like a game and like the gamey stuff that it's doing it's like very much in the vein of like red dead redemption the first um i think it'd be i think we be having a different conversation if this was like red dead redemption one just like dropped and it's like oh shit there's a lot of new cool stuff here but like josh points out it's like it's cribbing from other things as well so okay Oberdin. Oberdin. there you have it folks <laughs> Oberdin is your called by josh in the, in the 50th minute
0: podcast game of the year um i think it's fair i think if we're okay with that are you yeah you? I, don't care I mean with like
2: it. i like uh i've been like hashing out my personal game of the year list for like my my site and whatnot and like Oberdin and red dead are like my two neck and necks like i keep going one or the other and it's like Honestly, I feel like it's gonna get go down to like how what I'm in the mood for the day I like publish that list.
1: Mm. Obviously just replay both of them before you publish.
2: I yeah, I might like dive <laughs> back into overden a little bit just to get a feel. I'm like, am I did I really like this game? And then I'll like do another side mission in Red Dead, and I'll be like, hmm, this is still pretty good, and then it will be back and forth until the end of time. And then the Dark Horse will win Black Ops four. So that's how it's gonna go.
1: Honestly, I think about playing Red Dead Redemption two right now and it just and for some reason like in my mind it just feels like pulling a boot out of mud like i just it just it just feels like that's not how i felt like i was like
2: glued to the screen i was like i had to know what's your
1: what's your going it's definitely much better but just like the just the start is just just, yeah.
0: yeah the first couple hours i was like i don't know if i this is gonna i don't even know if i'm gonna play this game that much and once i hit like you know, I passed, like, the first or second chapter, I was like...
1: After the third ending, it gets good.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, granted, I don't think it was bad before those first couple hours. I think it just took its time a little bit more, and it was like, just so you know, this is the type of game this is gonna be, and then, like, you get into the flow of it, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah. fucking slaps. Um. Anyway, I, Red Dead is my personal game of the year. I, I'm down... I'm cool with... Um, Oberdin as bad end game of the year just so you know this is how a lot of like websites come up with their like top they'll be like i have this favorite game but this is better to, I, yeah that's to like our internal as, deliberations like, an entity are,
2: been that way are you gonna, we did Josh... like a survey monkey weighted thing and then we discussed it oh, on God. slack and that was like because we were like oh these are the top ones and then we just kind of like hashed it out and it was like you know like not everyone's favorite wins it's more like how many people on staff have like high opinions of it and that usually ends up number one? Like the one that with the most like positive opinions.
0: Right. With three people, it's like I think that's like a good little balance, you know? Yeah. Um But any does anybody else have anything to add? What how are we gonna wrap this up? How do you all feel about twenty eighteen and video games?
1: This is our second it's our second year is now
2: in yeah. the can. Mm-hmm.
1: exciting. It's crazy. Also Any predictions? I, I feel,
2: um I was gonna say something I totally forgot what I was gonna say so you guys talk
0: <laughs> I feel like this year is a kind of the year where like single-player stuff we were we had talked about this as like a trend of like not being great last year like maybe single-player stuff could be going not in a not great direction I think that has become even more pronounced this year um I think like Red Dead was like a last minute game that came out that's been in the works for like a decade, and now it's like, oh okay, here's like a game that is great. And then, but we had smaller games like Oberdin that kind of came in and helped to balance that out. But for the most part, like a lot of the big single player games that came out this year were just not the shit. They're just not. We great. didn't
2: talk about Spider Man at all. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Spider Man came out.
0: <laughs> not. Okay. I
2: I played that. I, no, that game is very yeah. much my
0: brain. It just does not, like, click with me as a good game, you know? It's
2: fine. It's, like, a competent game. I think, like, VGt 247 like, published this thing, this or today, about, like, it was, like, a jokey Game Award thing, and they gave the most competent game of year to Spider-Man, because that's what it is, like, you collect stuff, and you swing around, and you do some action, and it's, like, it's polished. I think the story's pretty good. Like, I think that was, like, the thing that kept me playing is like, I was pretty... Attached to the story, but that's like the game itself was like kind of boring. <laughs>
0: Peter Parker was just such a dumbass in that game to me. I just I could not.
2: I mean, he's a dumbass all the time. That's like Peter Parker.
0: But it's he, like he made Tobey Maguire look like freaking Ryan Reynolds. Okay, in this game, and <laughs> uh, I, I just didn't wasn't into it. Um,
1: My prediction next year is that. Uh it's gonna be like an indie fucking Palooza. There is oh, like yeah. there's so many like um friend of the show, Toussaint, posted a list on Twitter of like games he's looking forward to next year and like a lot of the list is um games that were announced like two or three years ago that have just been like in the works forever. Like shit like Somerville, I bet we'll see some of that more of that game. Like, Kentucky
2: Road Zero Act Five.
1: Kentucky Road Zero Act Five. Maybe some of that's that like HK really project about. with the cat, like the cyberpunk cat game. Like there's like a lot of stuff that's like might actually come out next year that's gonna like I think it's gonna like tear up the AAA scene a little bit. And um Yeah, I, I feel will, like
2: it's a lot of games that have been in development for a long time. Yeah, like, it over, seems Overland, like is like, that what it's called? Yeah, the Monument. Monument what is that was a architecture game? <laughs> What's that called?
1: Manifold Garden.
2: Yeah, Manifold Garden, Garden. that's finally nearing like, a lot of di- stuff.
1: Memoirs of a broken dimension, I think is yeah. supposed to come out. Like, like a lot. is supposed to come out. Like there's like a lot of shit that's like maybe something's it's been gonna... like
2: percolating for a bit and you like know it exists, yeah. but you've just like oh it's not out yet. It's finally coming out in twenty nineteen. They dropped it on Twitter. Like
0: may Nikki two <laughs> Yumi Nikki 2.
1: I mean, they
2: did the last Maybe the new play. Undertale no,
1: game might kidding. come
2: out? New uh, game. Maybe. It seemed like the Deltarune thing was just the uh, putting out the um, feel feelers for it. Like I feel like that's why maybe 2020.
1: Dude, we didn't talk about End of the Breach at all.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't it came, play like, it. I didn't play it either. So, oh, that's sure. my
0: probably good, but I never
1: played it. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. good. I liked it. That, but people were like, freaking shit. That out about Tech, that game. People like, were losing their minds about that game when that shit came out. Yeah. I've
0: never been into like turn-based strategy grid stuff like Final Fantasy tactics or anything like that. I I like Advance
2: Wars. I'm excited for Wargroove. That's another one coming out next year. never into that stuff.
1: That's my competitor.
2: Oh, Wargroove? Yeah. I think it looks cute. Cantata's coming out. Sorry, man. Get get hype. My game will come out next
0: year. That game does seem great. Anyway,
2: 2018. Wait, I (laughs) want to... Sorry. Yeah. I want to bring up one more thing. Uh, Please. Well, maybe this is what you're... okay i'll just say it okay so like what i guess listeners talking directly to listeners like what do you guys want from us next year do you want us to have more guests do you want us to like have less guests do you want us to do like themed episodes like we've been kicking around the idea of starting a patreon and i feel like we if we start a patreon we want to like make our schedule more stable obviously so like We'll try to, like, skip episodes left less, because I feel like that happens a lot, where we get really busy. Uh, But, yeah, like, I feel like I want to hear from listeners, like, what what do y'all want us to do next year? Because we've almost been doing this for two years now, which is fucking crazy. And we've, like, it's grown a lot this so past insane. year. And also, like, I'm super, like, thankful for everyone who listens to this. Like, it's honestly the highlight of my two, every two weeks. I was gonna say highlight of my week, but, like, every two weeks. Uh <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, I love doing this podcast and I'd love to, like, help build this out depending on what y'all want and also what, obviously, we can do because we're just three people on opposite ends of the United States, so.
0: For sure, that's a great... I'm glad that you brought that up, Katie, because, I mean, I... This, the podcast is, like, seriously, one of my favorite things that I do. Um, And I think that, like, we've got we got potential to like take this places and I want to know how, like how people think that we could do that. Um, I think we all would like to know that. So if you have any ideas, feel free to um, reach out to us on Twitter. Again, we are at bad End podcast. You can also email us if you want it to be like more just to us. If you just have notes, um, it's bad end pod at gmail.com. Um, you can also like rate us and review us on iTunes. That's like supportive um let us know what you think about a patreon yes or no what kind of what are you what are you feeling about that like it would be very helpful for us as far as like paying our costs monthly uh it would be cool to like get like uh new uh like people to like help do the editing for the podcast That could like let us do more episodes and stuff like that um just let us know like what you think as far as like the podcast and our growth and what we should be doing things that we're doing well things that we're not doing so well um Please don't be mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't make us cry. Don't make
0: me cry, but uh we want to hear from you, for sure. Kyle, anything you wanted to add?
1: Um I love all of our listeners. I feel like Me too.
2: Yeah, we have a great little We have good listeners. You know? People
1: send us like people don't send us enough email, but the email that we do get, it's very clear that um our listeners are not uh loser gamers. You guys are all really smart <laughs> wow, people. Wow, rude. um, I I feel like when
2: we started this podcast, I didn't expect it to extend beyond, like, our friends, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of people I don't know that listen to our podcast. And that's great. That makes me feel good, you know? Like, I feel like I see the traffic for the articles I write. I feel like a lot of my stuff doesn't chart. I feel like I'm just kind of shouting into the void a lot of the time. But I feel like I get a lot of engagement through this podcast, you know? People, like, tweet at me about, like weird things i mentioned that i forgot about and it's like you know it's really nice it's like oh people are actually listening to us and enjoying it at some capacity to the point where they want to talk to us about what we talk about i think that's really cool you know i think that's like the power of podcasts i guess
0: kyle met someone who knew about bad end podcast
2: oh i did
1: yeah shouts out shouts out Shouts shouts out it was cool yeah
0: all right, everybody. That's been 2018. Unless anybody else has anything to add. Uh,
1: right. Oh, I'm looking forward to Dreams next year. That's going to be my goatee. Oh, yeah.
2: Dreams. That's like, I'm, I'm calling it definitely... right
1: now. Dreams is going to be my goatee. All right. We'll see how that it works. It doesn't
2: count. I mean, it's basically an engine, but, you know, Dreams is sick. I'm excited for Dreams.
0: I'm really excited for um, Star Citizen. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see who in... 2019.
1: Later. Yeah. I want an A. Mm-hmm. Kind of an <laughs>